everyone, good afternoon and welcome to our show Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOEFM Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Thanks for tuning in today. In this show, I will talk about all aspects of health and wellness, from conventional to alternative and everything in between. Today, I have the pleasure to welcome my guest, Lisa Staples, to the show. She is a fellow integrative nutrition health coach. She specializes in teaching women how to go from frazzled to focused and helps them prioritize their health so they can prosper in life. She works mainly with busy women in the prime of their lives who are tired of yo-yo dieting and want to feel great and learn to love their bodies. Now, Lisa, I, you have been a friend of mine for some time, and I often get asked what a health coach is. Really, here in Nova Scotia, people have no idea. It's way more in the States, yeah. but it's coming more and more here. Can you tell us a little bit about it, please? Well, to me, health coaching is more about the, the lifestyle mm -hmm. and um, the behaviors and choices that people make. Um, and we as health coaches can provide guidance and support and accountability when someone decides that they're ready to prioritize their health. In general, we don't provide nutrition advice, like specialized nutrition advice, you know, and we don't diagnose or treat or prevent anything. So it's really about making suggestions and recommendations, um, People can do like food substitutions, and especially when they're transitioning from a diet that's based mainly on processed food, and they want to shift more into the real food. Um, and we can provide tips on how to save time and money, because there are some things that are available on the market that are really not necessary, but you know the companies are seeing an opportunity to market as you know a health product, for example, when really it's not much better than the conventional packaged and processed foods that we find in the grocery stores. That is so true. I find very often people do not prioritize their health enough and they just go to the doctor when they have a problem, pop some pills or take some Tylenol and just keep on doing what they are doing. So what? how did you get to be a health coach? Well, it was a a journey and um, a process of going through and figuring out my own health issues. Yeah. Like, as you say, you know, a lot of people, um, they don't take their health seriously until they're faced with something that kind of forces them to wake up. And that was certainly the case for me. So, you know, I spent most of my life struggling with not just my weight, but with mental health, digestive health. And, you know, it wasn't really until... Um, I was told by my family doctor that I would have to wait two years to see a GI specialist and that I finally decided to make a change for myself. And that was in the fall of 2013, and yeah. I'm still waiting. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, it's a good thing I decided to not wait, and I took matters into my own hands. I did a lot of reading and research, and, you know, it was a lot of trial and mostly error, but, you know, I now I realize that I don't need to see the specialist because of the changes that I've made. Um, I don't really feel at this point that a specialist could do much to help me anyway. Wow, that, I that is amazing. Myself. What exactly did you do and how long did it take to change your life around? 
<laughs> well, um, I started reading books, basically. So the first book that I read was called The Digestion Connection, and it was by Dr. Liz Lipsky. And I was just completely blown away. Um, I just learned that what effect that digestive problems can have on our body. And, you know, reading the book, though, it was just causing a lot of confusion. And I specifically remember one day reading, like, oh, you'll have to cut out this, 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 and this, and you can't eat this, and you can't eat that. And the way that it was presented in the book was a little overwhelming. So I really just tossed the book aside and was like, oh, my God, it's too hard. I can't do that. And then I would have another attack. Um, mm. So many people feel the same. They get overwhelmed. They go on the internet. They read a book. They don't know where to start. Yes. So that's where you come that, in. That's and that's yes, and that's where us as health coaches yes. can come in. So what happened with me was um, the next time I went to the doctor after I had the next attack. And, you know, when I say attack, I'm talking like if anyone has ever had a gallbladder attack, that was kind of what it was. The thing, <laughs> the thing with me was that I had had my gallbladder removed in 2004. So this was 2000, you know, 12 going into 13, right? So I was like, okay, I feel like I'm having gallbladder attacks, but I don't have a gallbladder, so what's going on, right? Yeah. Um, so when I went back to the doctor... And the medication she prescribed me made me worse. I was now more knowledgeable from reading, so I was asking a lot of questions, which she didn't like. <laughs> and so, and the medication ended up making me feel worse. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to go and see a naturopath and had some testing and discovered that I actually had low stomach acid, so I wasn't mm -hmm. digesting my food properly. And I also had food intolerances caused by something called leaky gut. Yeah. Right? So I did end up cutting out dairy, soy, and sugar, which, you know, when I went to the grocery store next and I was looking at everything has dairy, soy, and sugar in it, virtually everything. So, except for vegetables except and Except for real food. Yeah. So that was my choice. So I was mm -hmm. like, but at that point, I felt I had no choice because yeah. I couldn't keep living with, you know, the situation I was in. So I definitely felt a lot worse before I felt better because um, of the toxins your body stores in your fat tissue. And so then as, as you're releasing them and get released into your bloodstream, it makes you feel like you have the flu. So basically I had the flu for like three weeks, four weeks. Yeah. And then I finally started feeling better. But the major thing that I noticed wasn't just an improvement with my digestive health, but it was my mental health as well. And it was like, oh my God. I can't believe that no one ever told me this. Yes. But the thing was, I think that I just wasn't open to, to hearing. Many no. people have no idea, including doctors, that nutrition is so important for mental health also. Yeah. And I firmly believe that the epidemics of depression is caused by the standard American diet, the sad diet. Yes. Maybe we should talk about a little bit how real food can be differentiated from fake food. <laughs> fake is yes. a big word nowadays. So yes, exactly. Um, well, a lot of people call it clean eating, for example. Um, but basically, it's it's food that it's in its natural form or as close to its natural form as possible. So you want to be looking for something that only has one ingredient or it doesn't have a label. So you don't have to read labels because the, the most of the food that you're buying shouldn't have labels. So you don't even need to worry about 
you know, the fat content or the calorie content or this or that. Um, yeah, so it's just basically eating food that it's in its natural state or as close to your natu the natural state as possible, as few ingredients as possible, um, cutting out anything that's highly refined, um, so like white sugar, white flour, um, and even starches can cause problems for some people. So it's, it can be a little bit tricky, and then that's where health coaching can really come in handy and help people kind of figure out what's best for them. Yes, and one criterion that I like to use for real food is if you put it on the counter and it stays good forever, <laughs> it's not real food. Yes. It's what I call food stuff. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And something that's real food is usually grown in the soil or eaten by animals from the soil that have been bred in a natural way, humanely, or something like that, or prepared from those foods. Exactly. But yeah. when you look at packaged food and you can't pronounce what's in it, there's something wrong with it. Won't oh you agree? my gosh! Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, you should you should be able to pronounce the food you're putting into your body, and like you said, it should spoil. Yeah. Right. So um, if you leave it out, um, it it should spoil. Or even if it's something that's refrigerated, it should eventually spoil. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to go to the commercial break, but we'll continue our conversation after the break with health coach Lisa Staples. Thank you. Hello again, we are back with the show Healthy Alternatives here on 95.5 CIOEFM. I'm here with my guest, fellow health coach Lisa Staples, and we are talking about women's health, nutrition, weight loss, and all what health coaches do, which is not very known in Nova Scotia. Now, Lisa, tell us a little bit more about what is a background of health coach, how do you become a health coach, is there a licensing body or how do you know that you're talking to somebody that has an idea what they're doing and doesn't just tell me to throw out the medications and go on from there? Well, anyone um, who is considering working with a health coach should definitely check into what schooling and what training the person has had. So you and I both went to a place called the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and there's a few other, you know, well-known accredited schools that provide health coach training. And our training was a year-long program. And I definitely think that people should check into someone's background and see what kind of training they had. Because um, there are some people out there who are calling themselves health coaches, but they don't really have the type of in-depth training that, that we certainly had. And... I think, you know, the main issue, too, is that people in general are just so confused about all the conflicting health and wellness and nutrition information that's available. And, you know, our doctors really don't have the resources to spend the time figuring out what's causing the symptoms. 
and they do just prescribe medication to treat the symptoms, which was certainly the case with me. Mm. And, you know, the problem is that if you don't get to the root cause of what's making you sick, then you'll just get sicker and sicker, and you also have the potential of the side effects from the medication. And, you know, while we, of course, would never tell anyone to discontinue a medication, there are certainly things you can do while you are taking that medication that will help to alleviate some of those symptoms. And I think it's really important for health coaches to work with the medical community, medical doctors, naturopaths, and other, you know, healing type of professions, and to really treat the person as a whole and not just the disease and not just the symptoms and you know us as health coaches we're not just about food and exercise because you know we learned about primary food which is really more about like how fulfilled you are in your life and your relationships and your career and even spirituality which is something that I've been diving into a little deeper myself over these past couple years but you know really the the whole worst part for me um, during my whole experience was when I would go to the doctor and complaining of certain symptoms and they would run tests and the tests would come back normal. And I feel like how can they test be normal when I feel so bad? And I think that's really when it would be helpful for someone to seek out a health coach and a naturopath or even functional medicine doctors um, which are more popular in the states, but I, I feel like it's starting. I feel like there's starting to be a shift here, and you know, it's it's more about treating the body as a whole. And another great book that I read um, over the past couple years was something called uh, "The Disease Delusion" by Dr. Jeffrey Bland, and it really talks about how disease can be traced back, you know, not just to the gut, but really it's about how. It's a breakdown. You have, you know, key biological processes, yeah. right? And if any one of them starts to break down, it can cause a cascade effect that affects everything else. So it's really important to not just treat, you know, the arthritis. Don't just treat the joints, right? Don't just treat the depression. Don't just treat, you know, the digestive problems. You need to look at everything in conjunction and. Um, a lot of a lot of our local naturopaths here do that, and I'd like to see you know more emphasis on the whole integrative or functional medicine approach, mm-hmm. you know, even with our you know family doctors as well. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, and it is really a pity that our health system does not pay a regular doctor to get his certification in functional medicine or integrative medicine, and people in Nova Scotia, I have to say that sometimes are not prepared to pay for anything health-related because they think, oh, our system should look after that. And what I always like to say as a a comparison between cause and uh, a symptom is when you have pain in your toe, you might want to take a Tylenol and it will get better. But if the cause of the pain is a nail you stepped on, you have to take the nail out. And that is often not done. But I I won't say every doctor is like that because they're not. There is wonderful doctors around, wonderful doctors that try their best to see the patient as a whole and really treat him from all sides. And as myself, a conventionally trained doctor in Germany, I understand the problems because you only have so much time. You needed more time and you're not allowed to 
get the patients to pay you separately because yeah. the health system just doesn't allow that. Yeah. So they have a hard time and, and I can understand that. I think there, were, there should be more cooperation between us health coaches and the licensed physicians and naturopaths to work everything together. I find it uh, hard to understand that a physician here cannot be a naturopath at the same time without studying both mm. separately. It all goes together. So that's, that's a fascinating, fascinating thing. In Germany, it was possible for me to be both. I just didn't have the time mm -hmm. to really look after my patients that way because in Germany, you have to do five minutes medicine, which is really very unsatisfying. Yeah. And I think us as health coaches, and you, I know you work with naturopath in the clinic you are in, that is a great opportunity to really change the perception of healthcare and integrate it. Yes, exactly. Yes, and as you say, most of my clients, they do work with a naturopath, mm -hmm. and it's great because mm -hmm. the naturopath does the testing, mm -hmm. and she figures out what protocol is best for the patient, taking, like I was saying earlier, the whole, everything into consideration. So, you know, normally when you go to a family doctor, you go in for one complaint, right? So you go in complaining of, you know, digestive problems, but you don't think to mention everything else, and even if you did, they might not think to put it together. And that's where, you know, a really good naturopath Naturopath, and the one I work with um, is is such a naturopath, mm -hmm. and um, you know then I help the patient implement the protocol because there's nothing worse than leaving the appointment with a bunch of handouts and like having just no idea where yeah. to start, what to do first, and it's like what the heck do I do now? And I think that's why a lot of of people don't really take the time to prioritize their health because they do think it's too hard. Yeah. But you can, it doesn't have to be hard. And I mean, a lot of people, you know, they could make significant changes like we were discussing earlier just by changing the food that they're eating yeah. and just eating more real food. It's not even that they have to eat, you know, 100% clean eating all the time. You know, I follow now an 80-20 rule. So while I typically will not eat processed food, there are times that I do. And, you know... And I mean, we are all human beings, and even that makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. We don't have to eat all organic, but I think the problem is also a political problem that the big uh, agro-industry gets very much pushed uh, and funded by the by the... Uh, by the politicians, by the by the uh, government, mm -hmm. instead of pro uh, propagating the small individual firms that follow an organic lifestyle, and that is something that's just not right with the system to have those big firms with hundreds and thousands of animals on one spot. That's just not normal, mm. and it. it I, I agree that the health coaches, and I hope we get more of really nice, good health coaches like us in Nova Scotia to work with qualified physicians that are interested in providing their patients with more than just telling them, eat healthy. Yes. And I think it's really important, too, for people to know that health is not really a destination. Like, you don't get healthy. It's, you know, it's a process, and you have to focus on being healthy. So really there's three things that everyone can do to feel better um, than they do now. And it's, so it's not about 
you know, like I'm going to like feel my best 100% of the time, all day, every day. But you can definitely work to make that improvement over time and focus on, like I said, on, on the process. So the three things are to eat real food and to sweat a little bit every day and to just enjoy your life. Right, which is a whole lot easier when you don't feel like garbage all the time from exactly. the food that you're eating, and it's. I think it's really important to to let people know that they can enjoy their life and focus on being healthy and living a healthy lifestyle at the same time. Like you don't, one doesn't have to sacrifice at the expense of the at, yeah. of the other. So, yeah. and like I said, it's a lot more easier to enjoy life, you know. Um, and I really think it uh, needs. A, a, a conscious choice from people to put their health as a priority and not just say oh it's easier to go to McDonald's and stuff a hamburger that doesn't rot in five years in my body <laughs> yeah and that well that's the other thing you know we need to to start relying less on the modern conveniences that have come about that we're supposed to make our lives better mm. and get back to basics and you know I I think too a lot of people they wait until they have that healthcare crisis, mm -hmm. but they don't realize that you know most chronic diseases are caused by years, sometimes like several years, sometimes decades of, of neglect and abuse that we subject ourselves to. Yes, and you know from what I've been reading and, and understand that only thirty percent of common chronic diseases actually result from genetic inheritance, while seventy percent are actually shown to come from the influence of our environment on our genetic expression. So we can do a whole heck of a lot to make sure that we live not just long, right, but healthy as well. Because a lot of Canadians are living their last few years um, in chronic pain and with a very poor quality of life. And misery, yeah, yes. and uh, dementia and all those diseases that as a young person sometimes are avoidable. And I firmly believe that it's a wonderful thought to leave our listeners with. And this brings me to the end of this show with my guest, Lisa Staples. Thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Next time, I'll talk with Dr. Cheryl Carthouse from East Coast Naturopathic about nutrition. Please don't hesitate to contact me with any questions, thoughts or suggestions. If you want to contact me or Lisa, please email me. My email here is christine, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E at communityradio.ca. Thanks for listening to Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Goodbye, and I hope you tune in next Thursday at noon Atlantic Standard Time on 97.5 CIOE-FM Community Radio or online at communityradio.ca.